0: Doing what? Doing recording. Oh gosh, I didn't sign up for this. Tegan, get ready. We're recording. Oh gosh. Tegan? Okay. Tegan. Here comes the bride, all dressed in. Why do we do half the things we still do at weddings? And who's gonna write all those checks? It's my wedding industrial complex guess what time it is what time is it it's time for my wedding industrial complex oh god (laughs) you're tegan and you're liz and this is the my wedding industrial podcast the thing that i just said which is a my wedding industrial complex (laughs) (laughs)
1: <laughs> <laughs> My Wedding Industrial Podcast is also a good name I for guess this that's podcast. Fine. That's, um, that's
0: close enough. That is close enough. But this is a podcast about uh, weddings for people who are afraid of weddings. Yeah, including me. Mm-hmm. Um, today's episode, uh, we are talking about engagement rings. Bling, 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 bling. Um, speaking of, I gotta say, um, in like. <laughs> In both research for this podcast and also in terms of like, I love watching trash people be trashy. Yes, of course. Um, We have dug deep. Damon and I have dug deep into uh, TLC Go, the app where you can watch TLC. Look, oh, I did not know they had a streaming yeah. app. So my parents, Tell me more. My parents have a cable subscription and we give them right, Hulu like and Netflix in exchange for their cable password. That's smart. But we found TLC Go. And they have this, uh, you can watch all of their shows. And I knew about Four Weddings, that show where, like, four brides go to each other's weddings and, like, rate them, and they're horrible to each other. What? Oh, man, you don't know about this podcast? No. Oh, or podcast. TV show? We'll get into more of that Everything's a podcast Everything's a podcast. ready. Welcome to the future. You listening to this in 2020 or later? Podcasts are everywhere. Um, no, this, this TV show, um four weddings is about four brides and they all go to each other's weddings and they have to rate the weddings on like a whole bunch of different criteria and to keep them from like totally sabotaging each other, they have to rate um, the other three brides first, second or third in like three or four different categories. It's horrible. America, I wish
1: you could see my face right now. It's a it's, good face. It's just like pure eyebrow horror. Like
0: <laughs> what? That said your eyebrows look really nice. It's not like eyebrow scary. <laughs>
1: Well, thank you. But my, my what I mean to say is my horror mostly
0: rests in my eyebrows. Oh, yeah. Uh, but that's not even the show that I wanted to talk about. Oh, my God. Get what is ready. It? There is a TV show, and I don't know that they still make it, called Rich Bride, Poor Bride. Oh, no. And Rich Bride, Poor Bride is about uh, Rich weddings. Rich Bride's poor brides? No. You'd think it would be about that? We're actually really excited to see what Rich Groom, Poor Groom is about. We're hoping it's gay weddings, because I think that'd be fabulous and wonderful. But Rich Bride, Poor Bride is about, like your standard heteronormative. I'm going to say the word heteronormative a lot during this podcast. At least twice in every episode. Yeah. Um, But it's about, you know, dudes and chicks getting married. And it is about how these couples um, need to stick to a budget and they never, ever do. In one episode, the bride and groom went over their budget by $40,000. What? How? I don't know. What did they buy? Flowers. Get out. <laughs> anyway, why did I bring that up? Oh, I've been watching a lot about that. Um, bling bling was bling bling. Started. Oh yes, in in these TV shows on TLC, go they all say bling bling like it's not a thing that we stopped saying in two thousand three. Is that correct? Interesting. Two thousand three. That sounds sure. Funny. I'm going to go with that. Yeah. Um, but today talking about the engagement rings, the engagement wrong, engagement wrong. Um, as the French say, as the French, <laughs> as in the French. Um, just right off the top, I'm going to talk about my engagement ring. Tell me about it. I lost it. (laughs) I lost it. And I feel crappy about that very bad and have a lot of guilt feelings about it, which of course I do because it was a very beautiful ring that my fiance bought for me, um, that meant a lot to me. It was not a diamond, um... Diamonds are like your standard engagement ring. If you were listening to this from some dystopian future where we all figured out that diamonds aren't worth anything. Um, We used to be very into diamonds. We used to be very into diamonds. It's weird, but they're shiny. Um, This ring uh, that he got for me was actually, he found an antique costume jewelry piece that had um, three opals in a line and surrounded on each side in like a little parentheses were um, six emeralds, little bitty emeralds. Um, and it was really pretty cause opals are my birthstone and emeralds are his. Uh, and it was this beautiful little like flower of a ring. And when he bought it, it came from Australia. Uh, it, land it of opals, land of opals. <laughs> uh, really? Yeah. Oh yeah.
1: Okay. Australia is like where most, where most opals, opals can be from. found. Yeah. What a weird place. Yeah. So if you go, if you're like walking around uh, downtown Sydney or wherever, if you're in Australia, uh, most of the like. Tourist shops, any of any shop that's trying to sell shit to tourists, like eighty percent of what they're trying to sell you is shitty opals.
0: That's amazing. Yep, that's like how a lot of tropical places try to sell you those like mother of pearl necklaces. Oh yeah, totally. Except it's all
1: just like opals and like cut into weird shapes and like (laughs) you know, I've got an opal. I've got a, a. opal necklace that my dad got me in in uh, australia that's a little opal set inside of a silver kangaroo Aww, like you know it's that kind of thing
0: did you know as a person who has opal as a birthstone, i know a little bit about like their folklore or whatever they're supposed to be bad luck unless someone else gives them to you really yeah and like you're technically i think i think that counteracts the bad luck of owning them if you weren't born in october Interesting. But yeah, I don't know. I huh. think they're beautiful. They are beautiful. I'm really jazzed that they're my birthstone. Yeah. But this ring was gorgeous. Um, but when it arrived, it was... Uh, <laughs> we took it to a jeweler to try and get it cleaned up. And the jeweler was like, this is nine karat gold. And technically, in the US, it doesn't count as gold, um, which was a bummer. And which also
1: seems like a weird... Like isn't how? that a weird thing?
0: That seems so strange. Right. Um, but they remade it for us. So I had this... That was the best part of it, too, is that like it was this... Old and new thing all together in one piece. And it was this beautiful little flower of a ring that they made. And they even like were able to copy, it had this like beautiful little like leaf carving around the band of it. And they were able to copy that for us too. So it was this That's gold impressive. ring. It was so pretty. And like I loved it very much. <laughs> and I um, because opals are kind of delicate stones, uh, they soak up, they're water-based, so they soak up water. Yeah. Um and if you, you can't wear them all the time, uh, because they will like soak up water and get dull and go clear. It's very weird. Yeah. Like a Scientologist. <laughs> <laughs> um, that was a, that was a good Scientology a good, a good burn. Good bit. <laughs> um, that was a good bit. But I had to, I had to take it off all the time to wash my hands. And one day at work, I was having a particularly stressful day and I took it off to wash my hands and I, I must have forgotten to put it back on my hand and didn't realize I wasn't wearing it until I was on my way to, uh, my improv rehearsal. Uh, and I was like, surely someone will have set it aside for me because it's a ring and it's very important. And like, I'll find it in the morning tomorrow. And when I got back, it was gone forever. And I am so bummed about that. It's so beautiful and so sweet. Yeah. And it was just like a really nice, Thing that like a very thoughtful gift in the first place. Yeah, outside of being an engagement ring, and like it meant a lot to me. Um, so if you're out there and you have my fucking ring, you bring it goddamn back to me. Back. <laughs> I'm going bring it back.
1: Okay, I'm gonna bring that goddamn mobile back and you're gonna deliver it right back into Liz's damn hand. You
0: give it to Bro- me it back. Um. That's it. I think it's somewhere out in the world, somewhere. And hopefully, one day, here's what I said to one of my coworkers who was like, One day it'll just return to you. I was like, Yeah, one day I'm going to order a whole fish at a restaurant and I'm going to cut it open. And right in the middle between its ribs is going to be my ring. That would be pretty good. You know, like in movies, right? <laughs> or at least in the 10th Kingdom, that like ABC <laughs> miniseries. It
1: is so weird that you mentioned the 10th kingdom (laughs) because literally just today I read something on the internet about the 10th kingdom. And I had not thought about the 10th kingdom since it was first on television and my family recorded it on VHS. And I remember having a lot of inappropriate
0: feelings about About the the wolf. wolf
1: guy. Heck
0: yeah. Cause then you also had inappropriate feelings about him when he was in Gilmore Girls i never watched gilmore girls but i'm sure i would you would i think you might hate that show i think i also might hate that show i had a lot of angry feelings about it people have told me
1: alternately that i should watch gilmore girls and that they think i would hate it with a passion and whenever i've watched like snippets of it i'm like no i hate this they talk very fast yeah i hate it fast like than aaron that. sorkin but not yeah yeah that's a good way to
0: yeah and i hate aaron sorkin <laughs> Putting you on blast,
1: <laughs> putting you on blast, Sorkin. Um, I'm taking your West Wing money, taking
0: your West Wing money. Where are you getting the West Wing money from? I'm gonna beat you in cards. <laughs> for what? You don't like him, so you're gonna sue.
1: <laughs> no, I'm gonna beat him in cards. Oh, cards! I, I thought you thought I said, I said I'm court. beat him in court. No, I'm gonna yeah, beat him in cards. Take that man to court. Gonna, no,
0: I mean, <laughs> maybe for emotional
1: distress. Aww. No, I'm gonna beat Aaron Sorkin in a game of cards
0: oh okay are you good at cards take all this money no (laughs) is he bad at cards I hope so (laughs) this is a bad plan Tegan. um I'll work on it all that to say uh and sort of ties into 10th kingdom because the wolf buys an engagement ring for the like main character and he spends way too much on it because it's this little singing floating pearl that would be really annoying to have actually oh god I'm sure um but all that to say this episode's about engagement rings um and I lost mine so I miss it very much and if you have it you should bring it back to me um But uh, Yeah, but I think that also just sort of goes to demonstrate, like, sort of the
1: insanity of the fact that we put, like, massive amounts of money and emotional value into this thing that is literally, like, the smallest possible
0: (laughs) object you can put on your human body. It would only be worse if you gave me, like, an earring. Right, like, one (laughs) One single stud earring. Just for, like, a nose ring. (laughs) Like...
1: Yeah, like it's just, it's so, it seems so improbably dangerous. It is very small. Like as a concept, like it's so small. It is the easiest thing to take off, to leave places, to like scratch on things. Oh my gosh. Like how, who
0: decided that this was how we were going to do this? Well... That leads right into, I was going to bring up the history of engagement rings. Um, I didn't even do that on purpose. you did it accidentally, but pew, it's pew, magical. Pew, pew, pew. Tell me the history. Um, So it's got a vague kind of history because, you know, this is the kind of thing that um only gets written down about, and, and this is the same with, like, any tradition that we're going to talk about on this show. I think it's, like, um, if we know anything about the, tradi- the tradition at all, it is because very rich people did it. Um, And we know very little about what regular old people did with their time. That sounds like us. Right? That sounds like people. Regular all humans. <laughs> um, but we have the vaguest of ideas that some some website I was reading said, like, back in the day, cavemen used to wrap, like, reeds around their prospective bride's feet and arms. And I was like, you know you nothing. You don't know you that. You know nothing, Jon Snow. You maybe watched The Cruise. I think you like, watched 10,000 B.C. <laughs> Yeah, I don't think that's a real thing. If it is a real thing, there's no sources on that. So I'll have to if check it out If it is a later. real
1: thing, Gross. like, stop it. anthropologists get at us. Yeah. But I don't think it's real. Yeah,
0: at me. <laughs> um, uh, the earliest that I could find, um, there is evidence that Roman um, brides-to-be wore uh, a band of iron that they would wear around their middle finger on their left hand because supposedly uh, that finger has a vein that goes right to your heart. That makes sense, I guess. But like, don't most veins.
1: <laughs> Touché.
0: <laughs> most veins eventually go to your, heart. make it back to your heart. Um, but they would wear a band of iron. Um, and from what I was seeing, and this is kind of like contradictory, depending on where you're looking. Um, you would wear a band of iron when you were at home and doing like house stuff mm-hmm. and a band of gold when you were out and about. But I have a feeling if you were wearing a band of gold, you were probably a kind of wealthy person. Oh, yeah, probably. Right. Because like how else would you have one? Right. Um, and back in the day, and I could not re-find the source on this, so I'm quoting out of thin air, but I believe it was Pope Pius II or Unless we have any papal
1: scholars in yeah, the audience, I don't think me.
0: anyone is going to fight you about that, that. Um, there's a ton of piouses. Otherwise, I think I would have remembered this better. But one of yeah, the there have been a lot of popes. There have been a lot of popes, and a lot of them are named pious. I'm glad that we yeah. skipped doing that, and we're on to some regular. We just names. moved on to Jude Law. We just <laughs> moved on to the young pope.
1: You know, I like my popes young. <laughs> I like my popes, like I like my wine young, young. and sweet. <laughs> and with a screw off top.
0: <laughs> so, bad so bad is how I like mostly it. Mostly I like my yeah, pomo bad. <laughs> Um, but back in the day of Pope Pius, the whatever, um, he declared that, uh, people who wanted to get married should like the, the man who was going to like declare, this is my woman should have to buy a band of gold because it was a like big deal financial decision Mm -hmm. that meant that they were serious about getting married. And like, you'd have to go over this hurdle to like prove that you were like, yeah, in it to win it with this person. yeah And I know that for a while, and we talked about this a little bit in our last episode, that if you got engaged, you could not break it off. Right. So you better be real about it. It's like, get into it right. or get out. Right. Um, but our concept of the Put engagement Put up or ring- shut up. <laughs> gross. Put up or shut up, Rome. Rome. Yeah, at me, Romans. Um, <laughs> But the the concept of the uh, engagement ring that we have today is actually really recent, and you might already know about this. I feel like it's become kind of like popular knowledge recently, but the diamond engagement ring has only been a thing since 1938. It's so recent. Right? Very recent. Um, before that, engagement rings in general were kind of optional, and you just kind of were like, we're engaged now. Right. Because um, like... Who had that kind of money? Who had that kind of money? But in 1938, 39, um, De Beers, the, the South African diamond cartel, uh, sure. decided that they needed to like up their diamond sales, and they had a surplus of diamonds, but they were holding on to a bunch of them to create a fake scarcity. Um, and they and they still do that today. Actually, was the only reason that diamonds have any kind of value today. Um, but they uh, wanted people yeah, to buy like more cartels. diamonds. that sounds like cartels. Right? That sounds like cartels. Um, but they wanted people to buy more diamonds, so they created an ad campaign that um, insisted that the most romantic thing to buy your sweetheart when you wanted to get married to her was a diamond ring. Um, and in 1948, they created Diamonds Are Forever, which is a slogan you still hear today. And sometimes you hear that Shirley Bassey song. <laughs> Go on. <laughs> <laughs> Don't make me sing. Don't make me sing. I can't sing. Um, I Yes, bless you. <laughs> I'm not um, doing the rest. Thank you. Um, but that is the reason, really, the reason why today we are all about diamonds for engagement rings. Because they were like, yo, suckers, That's the only way you can prove your love to a woman is to buy her a diamond. And, and men who know very little
1: about us were like, that checks that out. That sounds correct.
0: They like shiny things. <laughs> the confusing they're women with neckties. Yeah, <laughs> I don't know. The girl that I'm seeing right now likes to collect a lot of like spoons and shiny things, pots and pans, little bits of glass, and she caws a lot and eats worms. I think worms. she might be a bird, but she, I'm certainly not sure. Donnie. I don't know she's got a very fetching coat. <gasps> coat? I don't know. Do birds have, Do coats? Birds have coats? Anyway, um, I'm going to go with birds have. coats. Birds have coats. Uh, so today, uh, the, do you want to know what the average cost of a wedding ring or of an engagement ring is since, uh, August of 2016? Uh, That's the most recent data. Uh, get ready. It is $6,163, which actually I was kind of expecting a higher number. I was expecting it to be more, but that's still too much money. That's a lot of money. That's so much money.
1: (laughs) I would literally, I was, I was telling Liz this earlier, but like, I, I, the most expensive piece of jewelry I own costs $250. And
0: even when I wear that... Is that the that, one you bought it yourself? The lamp from Tiffany?
1: Yeah. I bought a I bought a necklace from, from Tiffany's that's like this little... It's sterling silver. Doesn't have any diamonds anywhere on it. Uh, it is a sterling silver little like Aladdin's lamp. And when it's I... It's cute. I like it. I like it too. It's the only thing at Tiffany's that I ever looked at and was like, that seems like me. Um, <laughs> but I... Get freaked out when I wear that because I'm like this was so expensive I am automatically gonna lose it oh yeah
0: I mean I wish I could tell you that weren't the case please bring my ring back <laughs> um sewer goblins sewer goblins return my ring to me this ring back I know you've seen it goblin king goblin king <laughs> <laughs> um uh yeah so um the cost of a engagement ring, I think you might have heard. Um, what what have you heard, like, like the old standard of how much you should pay for an engagement ring? Well,
1: I always knew that the old standard was you you, you put aside three months' salary, Johnny. Some, that's so Which many is so many months of salary. Like, that's...
0: What do you fucking... And I know, because it's it like, you you it aside, like you put it aside. Like, you got to you got to plan for that for a long time. Right? And also, that doesn't scale. We were talking about this earlier. Right. That if you make a lot of money, that ring is, oh, uh, ridiculous.
1: Yeah. And you should not
0: be paying the cost of a car for your ring. No. No. Like, if someone... Okay.
1: If I were, hypothetically... A person, if I was a young debutante oh, who yeah. was, uh, we all been going, there. sure, was going to become engaged to a very wealthy man, and he bought me a like forty thousand dollar engagement ring. I'd be like, why didn't you buy me a, house? a Tesla? Oh yeah, a Tesla. <laughs> like what? You know, all those debutantes uh, who drive Teslas. But like, why would you spend that much money on that thing when you could spend? a small portion
0: of that money on that thing and then the rest of that money on another better thing, right? Well, um, the, like, one to three-month salary rule was a thing that was invented, uh, again, by diamond companies uh, during World War II to, like, convince people to spend more money on their diamonds.
1: Welcome to The Diamond Companies Invented Everything <laughs> they with Tegan and Liz. <laughs> they
0: did. You'd think that, like, candy companies invented Valentine's Day, but it was probably diamond companies in the probably. end. Probably. Um, wouldn't shock me the things that you're supposed to look out for on uh diamond rings to like tell if they're good or not are called the four c's um and that stands for clarity color that's like we're your magpie girlfriend (laughs) right (laughs) it stands for clarity color carrot and i really can't remember what the fourth one is we're just gonna go with caca um but that's how you're supposed to, like, gauge whether or not a diamond is, like, worth the money you're about to pay for it. But news flash, because there's this, like, surplus of diamonds in the world, the only reason your diamond is, like, quote-unquote worth the money is because of that scarcity. And, like, that's just how much it costs. But if you try to resell that diamond, you're going to get, like, nothing for it. Right. Because there's so many of them in the world. Because, uh, France... Diamonds are bad. Diamonds are bad. Don't buy diamonds. I mean, you know what? Here's the thing. Also, uh, again, we don't want to yuck anybody's yum. So, right. look, if you like don't diamonds, buy blood diamonds. Don't. Here, here's the thing. I want to say, don't buy blood diamonds. But if you, if you really like the look of a diamond, and you found an ethical source diamond, get an ethical diamond. Get a lab diamond. Get a get lab a, a vintage ass diamond. Yeah, do something nice for yourself. And if that's what you like then go for it. Blessings to you. Happy wedding.
1: But also, if you have $40,000 laying around Maybe to pay like, for a diamond, do could you else? Like, give me some of it? I could use that. That'd be great. If you have $40,000 that you're now reconsidering spending on an engagement ring, uh, drop us an email if you want to give us some of <laughs> You'll it. You'll
0: find it in the show notes. <laughs> um, I. One of the first, like, examples of, like, a diamond engagement ring before De Beers got a hold of the U.S. and decided that, like... Or well, the world, and decided that like you could only show your love through a diamond. Um, was back in fourteen seventy-seven. Oh wow. When Archduke Maximilian of Austria um got that engaged, right? That old guy. Got that old so and so to Mary of Burgundy. Um, and he gave her a diamond ring. There were lots of little diamonds in the shape of an M. And I really wonder if it was like for Mary or for Maximilian. Or maybe We're both for, both. for marriage. But also could be that. The idea was, um, sounds uh, kind of ugly. It sounds, it sounds a little sounds gaudy. Sounds pretty tacky right? to be honest. <laughs> um, but I think that the, like the, what I was reading that historians think about that was that it wasn't actually given to her as like a proposal gift, but more as like a, thank you for accepting my proposal gift. Like interesting, you know? where she would have probably been courted by a whole lot of very rich people and they it wouldn't have been the thing that made her decide to get married to this guy. Right. Not that, let's be clear, if whatever ring a person gives to you should not be the thing that makes you decide whether or not to get married to them. Right. Like, there should be other factors. If you're having doubts about this, uh, return to our first episode about <laughs> proposals. Where we just said, people know each other,
1: you know? Just, like, know your own relationship. Know your own relationship. And don't just, like, jump into some stuff that you don't know anything about. Right. Because you're like,
0: that's what the internet told me. Right. Right. Um, in Victorian times, they would do, um, you've probably heard about these like, acrostic rings where they would take the gemstone um, and use it like the first letter of each gem, it's like a little code, like the first letter Ooh. of each gemstone would be like the letter you were supposed to decode it with. So it'd be like a ruby, an emerald, a garnet, an amethyst, a ruby, and a diamond, and it would spell out regard. What? Right? Yeah. And you would like, that That's would be like fancy. A, a sweet little sweethearty ring. That's kind of nice. Isn't it? And then in. I can get into that. Earlier than Victorian times. It might've been the same around time. That's like
1: a fancy version of something that should come in a cereal box.
0: Right? You get a little decoder ring and flip it all around. Yeah. Uh, um, but then there was also these things called posy rings, which just mm. had little lines of, of sweet poetry engraved in them. And that was also like from medieval to Victorian times. That's pretty nice. Isn't that sweet? Um, in the twenties and thirties uh, De Beers and other diamond companies tried really hard to make, uh, I believe they called it man engagement rings. (laughs) Sure. That Uh, sounds like men. (laughs) Right. Well, they were trying to make it so that like you bought a ring for your like man too. Right. Um, and they named them like, it's so, it's so, I didn't believe, I had to reread that this was like the 30s because it sounds so much like a thing you do today where you like buy a bottle of lotion, but it's black, so it's for men. Right, right. it's like <laughs> camouflage scented. Yeah, it smells like sweat. <laughs> but the names of these like rings would have something. They were stupid like masculine like... Yeah, nonsense names like Storm and Sword of Steel and like a horrible like thick rings with diamonds in them that you were supposed to buy for your like man when you guys proposed to each other to like symbolize um, that you were together. And uh, in I believe German, Danish, something, tradition, um, uh, a man and a woman would wear, both get rings when you would get engaged and you would wear them on your right hand Hmm. Or your left hand and you, you wear them on your left hand and you switch them to your right hand when you got married. Oh. Yeah. Well little, little opposite guy. Little opposite guy. Interesting. Um what else do I have? Sort of like a sort of like a clattering. Yeah, sort of like a clattering. Speaking of clatterings. Talk to me about clattering. Let's rings. dig deep into promise rings. Oh let's. Have you ever heard of these?
1: Promise rings? Promise rings. Oh, i listen. I also listen to the Jonas brothers. <laughs> I'm familiar with promise rings. <laughs> yeah promise rings are a thing although technically those are purity rings well That's see they fall under the same sort of deal they
0: fall under the same like jesus blanket well it's like your promise ring sort of can mean whatever you want it to mean like yeah. you could be promising that you're not gonna bone each other till you get married you could be promising that one day you will get engaged to them which like to me it's cut out the middleman just get engaged right like, it's like it's like in your engagement can be episode as long of, as you want.
1: <laughs> it's like that episode of Arrested Development when George Michael is trying talking about getting
0: pre-engaged yes. to Anne. Yes, her. <laughs> um. Uh. Yeah. Promise rings. Uh. They range in price, average from um about under two hundred dollars to two thousand dollars and the thing that i read just under uh in this article saying that like a cost like up to $2000 underneath that it was like well these are rings that like teenagers are buying so they don't have a lot of like extra cash to throw around and like what teenager got $2000 to throw around i imagine the $2000 ones are the ones that are extra
1: gross cuz they're the ones, the ones that, that dads that give dads their buy for their daughters at purity balls oh that makes me so that
0: makes me feel so gross
1: it makes me feel so gross. If anybody wants to feel super gross about yourself, uh, Google purity balls. <sighs> it's a whole thing where <sighs> where daughters, essentially teen, young teen daughters, pledge to uh, pledge their to virginity. their fathers to remain virgins. It's yeah, gross. You know, like I am all about. They dress up in white. It's like a it's like a wedding it ceremony, like a wedding, but, wedding but for ceremony. your dad saying like <sighs> I will not have sex with anyone. <sighs> You tell me what's wrong with that. I see, A lot of things. Like, I,
0: I appreciate the idea that, like, you're talking to your daughter about the ramifications of, like, sexual relationships, but that's not really what you're doing. Yeah. And also, it requires you to pledge your virginity to your dad. And, like, there's nothing less oh, yeah. less comfortable that I've heard in my life. Yeah. Ugh. Yeah, it's the worst. It's pretty gross. It's the, it's the capital W worst. It is the capital W worst. Um the only thing I have left in my notes to say about like engagement rings was something that I missed out saying last episode. Tell me that I am actually very regretful about that. Like a popular, I don't know about popular, but a trend, a thing that you can do is to get this thing called a ring cam that you can put inside the box for, uh, your engagement ring so that when your prospective bride to be opens the ring, you can get a video of her reaction. And to be like, Man, nothing is more flattering than a video from my chin up. You know, <laughs> like nothing makes me look more like a mountain of flesh <laughs> than a video from a ring's perspective. Yeah, that's another thing where I'm just kind of like you should
1: you should know your partner, man. You should know like, your partner. Make sure you know your partner before you do something stupid like uh, that.
0: No, there's a lot of things that I just, you know, I wonder if you really need to document it that way. Yeah. That's <laughs> that's like I think a good
1: quandary for modern life. Right. Do we really need to document this? Do we? I don't know. Probably Let's let that one
0: live by itself. Probably it's we, can just re- we can just
1: remember it with our <laughs> brains
0: like people do. Like people do. Um, that's it. I don't have any problems. I mean, okay, here's the thing. I have some qualms about engagement rings and I felt a little squeaky about it when we were talking about getting engaged Damon and I, because engagement rings when they are the only thing given to me feel like, and again, no yucking anybody's yum. But to me, it felt like a weird way for him to be like, here's my financial worth to you. Now I own you and we'll get
1: married. Right. And I think that there's a certain element in certain, for certain people of like, I have placed my ring upon this woman, and now the public shall know that she is not single. Yes, do not speaketh to my woman, she has been claimed. Exactly, like, I think there's a very, there's very much a sense of that, and, like, it's the kind of thing where I don't know that I would ever necessarily want an engagement ring. Like, I like jewelry, but it's a, yeah, it is a very weird, and again, you do you, but there is a very weird sort of connotation to it for me of being like, nah, this person has been claimed. Right.
0: And I've seen a lot of really beautiful engagement rings and like wedding rings oh, that yeah. I've loved a lot. And like, uh, I really liked my engagement ring very much cause it was so sweet and it meant a lot to me. Yeah. And th- the weird thing about it is that like post losing it, I feel like less, it does feel a little less like I am projecting to the world that I am an engaged woman. Yeah. Um, and for a while I debated wearing like my grandmother's antique ring to like, I have a couple of rings that mean a lot to me too from my yeah, grandmother. Yeah, like a like a placeholder ring. Yeah, just to be like, here, I am an engaged woman. But like, that felt weird to me because it's not it's not the
1: same. It's not the same one. Yeah. It's not the same like intent that you're projecting into the universe.
0: And it also felt weird to me that like, why do I feel like I need a ring to feel properly engaged? Yeah. Like I, I very much loved that ring and it meant a lot to me and the symbol behind it meant a lot to me. Sure. But like not having it now, do I want to replace it with something that's not that ring? Right. This doesn't mean the same. Yeah. It's going to be, it's automatically
1: going to be a different thing and a different feeling.
0: Yeah. It feels get really weird. One. Yeah. That makes sense. And it is the thing, like, um, we weren't able to get it insured because one of the stones on it was chipped. So Mm -hmm. like, I I can't get another one. We can't like put an insurance claim in on it. So we're just gonna chill out and wait. And one day if we have money, we'll get it remade again because it was designed by this like local jeweler. He's got like an AutoCAD drawing of it and could maybe make it again. But well, that's like, cool. yeah. And like, it's good one that at day, least like it exists somewhere. Right. Like, it's theoretically, like it could be recreated. We could make it, we could rebuild it. <laughs> <Make> <laughs> we could rebuild him. But, um, but for now, like, we're busy trying to save up for a wedding and like trying to, you know, get people Christmas presents and travel about the country. And like, it's lower on the priority list because not because it doesn't mean anything to me, because it does mean a lot to me. Sure. But, Because it's not, it doesn't affect whether or not I'm going to get married to him. Right. Exactly. You know? Yeah. And that.
1: It's a a totem. It is a totem.
0: It's
1: not a a necessity.
0: Yeah. And so that, it feels really weird because like societally you're supposed to be wearing a ring when you're engaged. And I don't right now because I I lost it. (laughs) Like a fool, (laughs) like a darn clean handed fool. (laughs) Sorry you lost Uh, it. I am sorry too. Um, do you have any thoughts or questions about engagement rings? What would be your, what would be like a engagement ring you'd be chill with?
1: Oh man. Um, I don't know. I feel like if I were ever to have an engagement ring, I would want something like vintage and weird that was not a diamond. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I mean, I, I like amethysts a lot. Yeah. Amethysts are cool. Um, I don't know. I it's I like can't picture myself wearing an engagement ring right. really. <laughs> um, at least not in any sort of traditional engagement ring kind of sense. Right. Um, I think
0: I might have to, I might have to see it in order to know. It felt weird. It felt weird at first. Like it was great and exciting because I was like, this means, this means we're really doing it and we're going to go get right. married. But also like it felt weird to wear it around. Yeah. It's like, Everything we've been doing lately has been feeling like weird adult steps. Yeah. And like that one felt like a symbol to the world. Like, guess what? You're a grown woman now. Grown ups, y'all. Look at you. You're a grown lady. You've been claimed. I'm grown now. I'm grown now. Um, but yeah, one day, one day maybe I'll get it again and yeah. maybe we won't. But it meant a lot to me while I had it. And one day maybe it'll return to me in a fish. And who's to say? And who's to say? Life is a rich tapestry. Life is a rich tapestry and do what you can afford and do what makes you happy. That's going to be, I think that's going to be like our outro tagline. Do what you can do afford. what you can afford. Oh my God. Do what you can afford. Do what you can afford friends. <laughs> Uh, I think that's all for us. That's all we got. Uh, join us next time when we talk about wedding budgets with special money, guests. Money, money, money. 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 Uh, special guest isn't money. The special guest is my fiance, Damon. Uh, special guest is also kind of money. It's also money. Spiritually, it's money. Spiritually, spirulina. Blessings. <laughs>
1: Thanks for listening to My Wedding Industrial Complex. If you have any thoughts or comments you would like to send to us, you can contact us at podcast at gmail.com. You can get in touch with us on our website, which is myweddingindustrialcomplex.wordpress.com. Thanks to our composer, Charles E. Miller, for our theme song. And as always, do what you can afford.